it's just different. Hopeless at one point, and they have an opportunity to make you go harder, make you get in that booth and just really express that hopelessness. Like, man, y'all don't understand. This is like, you know what I mean? You dig from a different place. That, that bottom of your soul, that pit, homie, where, your, where, where you felt like the shit was... Shit, if in your mind it ain't gon' happen, shit, it probably won't I took some risks, some people probably won't That's how I'm grateful for the fruits of all my labor Hard to live and know you sick, I'd rather be with my creator Think your time's up Alright, welcome back to another episode of Foreign Sight Podcast This is your host, Mike Obi. It's your boy, London Ogletree, back for some more gems What's up, my guy? Not much, my brother, just another day, another busy week Got a three-day weekend, so, you know some good coming out of it, but other than that, just another, no, another day to try to get stuff done. What's going on with you? Dang, I don't got the three-day weekend, but I mean, I work from home Monday, so kind of still get to have to freelance it, but still got to get some stuff done. But I'm pretty good, kind of waiting for, kind of liking this uh, fall change drop. I'm waiting for the temperature to drop even lower. This is my favorite time of the year, so it's been a good little week for me. Yeah, nice and cozy. What they say is cuffing mm. season, cuddling season, all that other shit. Yeah, it's, it's been cuffing and cuddling season. <laughs> <laughs> well, before we get into the content, obviously, we appreciate all of you guys who continue to rock with us, support us, tune in, and tap in with the content. All we ask is you continue to do so by subscribing to the YouTube and subscribing to us on all your listening platforms, Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, and giving us a five-star rating to help boost us in the algorithm. All right, bro. So this week, we got another, I would say, society and culture episode. But I think kind of what we've been trying to incorporate with our episodes as of recently is just being able to bring a holistic approach where we don't just talk about it in life, but we also talk about it in dating and kind of being able to match the two sides together. Because the fact is, is that everything in life kind of translates, in my opinion. So right now, what we're talking about is the fundamental skill I feel is important for all people to master, especially as they get into adulthood. So I guess where this all comes from is recent events for both of us have kind of caused drastic change in our worldview, which we've kind of alluded to and talked about recently. Just from that aspect alone, what are you thinking? Like, I know, do you agree? Do you disagree? What do you think? Um, Just to kind of what skills that we, ma- like fundamental skills that we master to overcome those situations or just what is the skill you think you need for mastering life in adulthood? I would just say, like, so we, me and you both have gotten new jobs, one, getting a right. little older, and we've always right. talked about maturing and, you know, kind of evolving, um, right. talk about how we, we kind of see the world differently. So I guess what were the events that you had happen to help you change, to change your mindset or the way that you think? This first um, reality. Um, the first one I could think of was just, I had to get out of that baby, that kid phase of, and went, it all stems from your parents actually being serious about dropping you out the nest. Um, yeah. For me, it was once they stopped paying for everything and stopped contributing and saying you're on your own. I mean that it it left a it left pushed me against the wall. I was like, you got to perform because if not, you're going to be outside. You're going to be homeless. So mm-hmm. I guess the act of being homeless and the act of not having anything um, played a big role of okay, it's time for you to grow up. But also having that in the back of my mindset of just what my parents did install in me growing up is just always work hard, always have those fundamentals to uh, look at it first before you ask somebody for help or look at it first before you pay for something. 
those skills helped me tremendously. And the second part of it was actually getting my heart broken or going through a breakup to um, kind of get a little more stronger than kind of learn myself in a uh, more way. So once I learned myself even more, you just put both of those together. And that's kind of how I adapt to adulthood because everything in adulthood, you can be making so much money and you can get hit with adversity, but as being an adult, you have to still stay strong and kind of uh, figure out the next plans. You can't kind of shut down and shumble, especially as a man. Um, if you have a family um, and, and say a hurricane comes and your family's panicking and you're sitting there like looking at your wife and looking at you like, I don't know what to do. That just made them all shake because they look at you as like Superman. So you got to take life as adulthood, as a man to kind of just stay strong. Even women has to train, uh, do that as well, because say the man, uh, unfortunately might leave the earth or whatever, and they have to stay on your own, have to take care of your kids. You have to be able to step up for, for your husband leaving or whatever, whatever something happens. So I think both parties has to adapt to that life. So I know it was a long ended, but it's kind of how I look at it. No, but I love that. You made a great point right there. Just, uh, I think I, Every guy, especially, I think, has to go through. Like you talk about a, a manhood or becoming a man or you know maturing, whatever. I think all that comes to is just being able to accept responsibility and take and take responsibility for your own life, right? Put it in your own hands, right? I know I talked about like for me, maybe I have in the past about the 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 moment I remember like transitioning where I knew I was changing was when I switched my major and. Uh, in college like it wasn't about you know switching my major to something else it was me taking ownership of my own life and saying hey i made this decision so i have to live with the consequences right i think every guy has to get to, every person has to get to that point where they say okay this is my life and i'm gonna do with it what i choose to do and then it came again when i decided okay i'm not gonna do this grad school stuff i'm gonna try to figure out another way or i'm gonna do things in another way and so then with that being said you can't look at your parents and say, oh, well, you know, I wanted to do school, but I chose not to. Or why didn't you guys support me? It's like I chose to do this, so therefore I have to live with that consequence. You know, from that aspect, and you, you mentioned heartbreak. I think heartbreak makes you a better person because it makes you have to change. It makes you have to look at the mirror first. Or for people who are able to take accountability, you should look in the mirror and say, okay, this didn't work out. Why did it not work out? And for most guys, it takes them saying, maybe I needed to improve on this because I feel like people who lack accountability, those are the people where, you know, the world tells them, oh, you're hurt or you're angry. I think there's some truth to that. You're hurt and angry if you allow the heartbreak to keep you from taking the accountability. That's where I think people will accuse you of that because then you're putting the onus on somebody else rather than yourself. It all goes back to, you know, that taking accountability for your part in everything. Um, now, my question, though, because I was actually thinking about this, you mentioned kind of being able to take on responsibility and things of that nature. It, it, it's, it's interesting, me being a teacher now and like having young people who you're kind of responsible right. for and you're teaching, you're mentoring them. Right. And you can, you can kind of see that that childish innocence where they still feel like the world is their oyster, the world is open. Yeah. And then you said you talked about coming to reality. So in a way, do you think manhood is about losing that childish innocence in order to become a man, do you think? In a sense, in a sense, um, it, it turns, because the childishness keeps, to me, I think childishness for a man is always wanting to be in the loop of something, always wanting to be um, seen, always want to be out there. So until you really start valuing the actual things that a man should value you think in a life, mm -hmm. um, I think, 
basically you have to get over those. Like for me, like when I moved back to Houston, I was like, I'm still not over my college uh, days. Um, I still want to go out party. So when I first got to Houston, I still did that. And I still wasn't doing the full things that I should do as a man for like to my responsibilities. But like one day, like one day something just clicked. I didn't really care about being at the club. I didn't really care about doing that. I didn't really care about doing that because I cared about having my my priorities and having my ducks in a row and having a big enough cushion just in case you got to save for a rain day. You just think for like different things instead of just, oh, let me go pay for these shoes. Like I, I cut back a lot. Of, I love shoes. I don't really buy shoes anymore. So like you just start realizing a lot of different things when you become an actual man. You would know when you start seeing it transition. Um, you would you would know slowly like okay I some of this stuff like four or five months ago that mattered doesn't matter and as a man you know what what can get your attention and whatnot and you know when you're locked in so I think that's why I would say to all my men for like you know when it's starting to change and a woman can't change that a woman can't make you do anything you got to wonder for yourself and once it clicks for yourself that's when you would give your 100% to a woman I think and plus 100% to your life yeah yeah I mean I think I think for guys, and we, we most guys acknowledge this and talk about. It. I think the right woman can help them unlock that extra level, right? Of motivation, where it's like those days where you know, uh, I'm tired, I don't really feel like doing it. It's like that at the back of your mind, you know, that you're responsible for a family. It's, it's, it's like that a little bit, even in terms of like me teaching, you know, where now I have football players and young people who look up to me. Like, I have older teachers tell me this, like, Mike, you know, you're a role model to them. Or you know that you actually have an effect on these kids. I mean, I'm just teaching them. You know, I just try to respect them. They're like, nah, it's different because you're young. And so like, and the way that you talk to them, they they like you. I'm like, I mean, maybe there is some of that. And like, you don't see it when you're in the fold and when you're just talking, but it's that being responsible for others or having others look up to you always gives you that like perspective of, okay, you can't really mess up because now you have people watching you. Right. Not just you're for yourself before, you know, you're talking about your legacy or if you're a person who tries to, teach proper habits you have to kind of practice what you preach right okay. i think all of that all of those are qualities you know that really are you have to have things that are translatable to yourself and then on top of that is just making sure that you're always looking to grow i think looking to grow is something where you always keep your keep your eyes forward and you'll never really get too high or too low on things and i know mm-hmm. that's one one of my biggest things is like when good things happen, I'm appreciative of it, but then I'm like, okay, now we're on to the next thing, right? And then there, you know, when when bad things happen, I try to always look at the glass half full rather than half empty, where it's like, okay, this happened, but let's try to get past this and move on because it doesn't make sense to really kind of dwell on things, right? Um, You look at that both in career, you know, where you may not be where you want to be, but it's like at the end of the day, you still have a job. You're not homeless. You still have income coming in. That's more than most people could say. I had to realize that with covid Right. Like, yeah, I want to have all this money and I want to be able to be financially stable. But the fact of the matter is, I'm like, we're at a time in the world where a lot of people are getting laid off and don't have money and don't know where the next meal is coming from. So the fact that I was able to find employment during that time was like, okay, now I got this. Now that I have this, how can I build from it? Right. And, you know, you're still young. I think there's a lot of pressure of having to have it all the answers figured out. And I think that's where people put undue pressure on themselves. Now, pressure is good and pressure keeps you moving forward and progressing forward, but also not getting too overwhelmed or getting too caught up in, you know, the monetary things and keeping up with the Joneses. I think there's a balance that has to be found through that, all of that. I like how you said, um, we feel like we have to have it all the day 
And we feel like we have that. I think that's something that we struggle with as people a lot is like, especially us in, the, in this generation, you see a lot of people get success at an early age. So I feel like as men, you have to, at the age of 25 or 26, like from the age of 21 to 26, mm-hmm. they expect you to have potentially millions because you got a lot of rappers young. You have a lot of, what I told somebody was, this is what, social media did it made it made it more acts like you can get more access to celebrities so it's easier to kind of get a reply from but back in the day we didn't have social media so it's kind of harder to see these public figures so so now it's so it's a standard of what i should deserve as a woman so now a lot of women are expecting us men to basically kind of provide for them at 24 25 and but reality we're still kids and it's like it's realistically we not everybody can have it all together yeah at right. that age you got to give somebody time i think that's what a lot of women have to get better at riding riding down but also men gotta men gotta get the habit of uh hustling mentality and mo- like that mentality to kind of know that they still have to be able to do that and not just rely on social media if that's mm-hmm. not working have other avenues go get money elsewhere and still bank on social media but also get your cash flow keep going from different things and i think a lot of people just rely on social media and it, nothing else is coming in. If nothing else is coming in, you got to go get it somewhere else until that social media platform does pop up. Um, that's kind of, that's why I like how you said that. It was like, you just, the standard is just, is so, you can get so down in yourself because of what you see people on social media do right now. Yeah, and, and it's, it's, it's easier said than done, I think, for most people. I, the way, you, it, see, I tell my kids, I'm, I'm always going to be able to refer back to teaching because that helps me stay accountable for all the stuff that I talk about now, even, you know, even with the show and the podcast. It's like all the stuff I say here, I tell my actual kid, my youngsters really in real time because I'm trying to set a good example for them as best I can. And the main thing I tell them is, look, it's not about like punishment or it's not about feeling down on yourself is just about reprogramming or, you know, retraining, re- reshaping the way your mind thinks. Right. And so I think for us, what we have to look at it, like for me, I had this issue a little bit when we started going to Alpha Land and I saw that all these people had, you know, these hard, large social media following. And I'm like, man, I could have done that if I had done yeah. it back at 18, like that, yeah. that, that did happen. Right. Cause I was like, I thought about doing the social media stuff, but I was told, and I listened to people tell me, Oh, that wasn't going to work. That wasn't going to work. That wasn't going to work. And I believed it. Now you see it in real time. It's like, oh, there's a blueprint that you could have followed. Right. But now what, what, what I had to do was, okay, look at yourself in the mirror, Mike, understand now that you see this, that means it could work and it still can work and you can do it too. If that's what you want. Just like with that with fragrance, with all this other stuff it's being able to tell yourself, yo, this can be done. You can't make it because you've seen other people make it right now that you're trying to emulate what they've done, but just know that there's a path forward for you if you want to make it that way. Right now, with that being said, what you brought up is a great point. While you're trying to build that, you still have to take care of yourself. You still have to, you know, get shit done at the end of the day, which means that you have to do things that can pay the bills because you're still an adult and you still have responsibilities. See, a lot of people, I think, rely so much on social media, like you said, and and going viral on that. And then they don't want to take care of the other stuff that they're responsible for. I think that's where people might get themselves messed up. Like, at the end of the day, you still got bills to pay. And until this other stuff pops off, you got to take care of it your first priorities first. And I think when people start understanding that and stop trying to take the shortcuts, then they'll really be able to take responsibility for it. As far as men and 
you know, being in a time now where women may expect them to take care of them at an earlier age, or they may have a higher threshold, you know, for, for being with a man, whatever the case may be. I know a lot of guys get resentful when they hear those type of comments, those type of statements. I look at it and I say, at the end of the day, you got to respect yourself and say, look, if that's what you want and that's not what I'm inclined to do or inclined to provide her, maybe that's not the a woman who like a woman who has that type of personality, that's not your match, then you have to be firm enough to be able to say, yeah, you look good, but I'm not wired to do that for you right now. So because of that, you're not my type. You're not a match. And because you're not a match, we can't be together. And that's something you have to be okay with. That doesn't make you any less of a person, less of a man. It just means you've been able to assess that situation and realize that that's not going to work for you, in my opinion. That's the way right. I see it. Yeah, that's, that's well said. Right. So kind of talked about most of this first portion as far as you know recent events signs of growth personality of someone going on of undergoing a lifestyle evolution right but is it more important to change your company so this is the thing in terms of undergoing that change and really doing it the right way it some people argue that it's more important to change your your surroundings maybe your settings like for us we decided to go to a gym like alpha Lee, alpha land you know where now you're around different types of people you're around a different crowd is it more important to change your settings and your surroundings or change the company that you keep around you on a regular basis what do you think um by you changing your surroundings you will change your company it's kind of yeah. how i how i see it um you know like for me i needed to go to alpha land I needed motivation from Lifetime to kind of, I was the biggest person maybe in, uh, at Lifetime. I just wasn't motivated sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to go to Alpha Land because it was new. It was, to me, I still think it's the best gym. Um, and then there's other people in there bigger than me. So I had motivation of everybody trying to get one goal. And that's when everything first started opening. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I'm not the biggest fan of it anymore because I think Ooh. it's starting to turn more of, I think it's more just image now instead of just, working out when I feel like when we first got there it wasn't as much like that uh so for me I don't feel like I need it as much anymore even though I still think it is the best gym um I think so now it's like do I have that do I have that ability now to change my surroundings again since I have that motivation for lifting again Mm -hmm. and can I go to another commercial gym and then change my surroundings and that would change to my peace my this and everything else would be like that so you just got to go with the seasons and what can you take and what can't you take and what you need at that moment. Cause by you needing some can really, can really help you. So. Yeah. Nah, that's, that's a great point. That's a great analysis. I mean, um, I agree with you training your surroundings will also change the company that you keep. Now I would argue that what you talked about with alpha land, that's, that's the good and bad with it. Cause there's good and bad in everything. Right. So I left a gym like, fitness connection where I was the biggest there and it was a family feel you know and it was a family kind of environment I knew most of the people there and I felt like it was it was important for my development to go to a place that was going to challenge me to be a better person in terms of you know taking weightlifting seriously and taking weightlifting seriously more serious than I already was but now being able to translate into being able to network being able to talk to people interact approach people women whatever the case may be that made me develop into a more well-rounded individual than I already was at that time and so there was that aspect but then you talk about a gym like Alphaland well it it the crowd changes because you know you look at what the old Alpha Elite was 
that was really more of a local kind of warehouse gym where it was a little bit more of that rugged hunger to it. And then now Alpha Land has become a little bit more worldwide, global. So now it's a little bit more higher status, higher class where people are more concerned with their image from my observation. So the bad part about it is people sometimes will go to a gym like that. You're going to attract people who are only concerned with getting the content, getting the image and being and the clout. And they're not really so much concerned with getting the work in you know, as a, as a result. So that's just, you know, I think something that, that there's a downside to everything, but the fact is we went there for a purpose and the purpose is fulfilling itself. And I mean, you know, I wouldn't take that experience back from nothing, you know, because it's made me a better person. Oh, hundred percent. And I think, like I said, that kind of goes back to like, you got to just go with the seasons and, and mm -hmm. just um, whatever you're feeling at that moment, you got to kind of say, am I, is it time to change your surroundings to get a better company or, um, even if you want to stay in the same surroundings, just maybe exclude yourself from that company and then kind of see if you can stay in that surroundings. If not, you got to kind of exclude yourself from it. That kind of segues perfectly into the next question. Then what if you see yourself growing, but your company doesn't want to, right? So maybe you get to a new setting, you get to a new place, not just a gym, but also maybe new job, whatever the case may be, or you get to a new position, but you notice, or your friends, this usually happens with your friend group, but then the people around you, they don't want to change it. They don't want to evolve with you. What do you do? Or how do you go about navigating that? Um, For me, I I go into every surrounding. If it's a new surrounding, um, with a grain of salt. I've never been the one to overspeak in my new surroundings. I kind of fill out my surroundings, do me. I'm comfortable enough to be in my surroundings. And like, for example, the gym. Like when I went to Alpha Land, I just knew I liked to lift. So I didn't really care about making friends in there. So I could, it's just another gym for me. Mm -hmm. So over time, by me being a bigger guy, I just know every gym I've been to that's been new. I've I've been to several gyms and, and everybody ends up liking me or messing with me in there. It's because I stay to myself. I stay true to who I am. And then over time, by thing I see you always focus what's your name or what's this and you kind of make friendships from that but um mm -hmm. for me that's if i do see something i don't like i just kind of exclude myself from it honestly so i just i just kind of feel people out so it's not hard for me to kind of get mad if somebody hates me because i've never cared that much for people to like me or seek that approval anyway so mm -hmm. i don't really mind it too much if people don't really rock with me i can just do my own thing yeah i mean i think it just it just takes assessing the situation that you find yourself in you have to realize okay what is it that why am i here what am i doing here and does me being here does that outweigh some of the downsides right um for some people yes for some people no if and if the answer is no right if it's the cons or the downsides you know are are more than the pros and you got to remove yourself from that situation because you're always going to think about mm -hmm. it you're always going to be on edge um so i think that's just the important thing and then like i i think one quality that's important to know or have is just like you i always say give everyone a fair shake and then adapt accordingly based off of their first impression that's why i say first impressions are everything right because it's, it's very difficult for someone to remove a sour taste or a bad first impression from from you or from you or about you right like you know, for a woman who gives RBF, right? And initially now people are automatically gonna assume she has negative or bad energy or yeah. for a guy who doesn't smell good or comes off arrogant and people aren't for arrogant people. People are, it's, it's very hard to remove that negative image 
and re re you know reestablish that, then if you set a good first impression, then at least people are gonna trust you, right? I'm big on my players again, telling them, hey, make allies with your teachers because then you'll get the benefit of the doubt if something happens mm-hmm. later on down the line. But if you antagonize them now, and when something comes up, I won't be able to save you, and higher ups won't be able to save you. Now you've right. painted yourself in that light. So it's, it's right. the same thing in life. Like these are all translatable skills, in my opinion. No, it's true. It's just like it just. I think the energy, like I can read energy. So it's like for me, I give out that good energy, and if I don't see that good energy back, I can just kind of move accordingly, and people can also see that good energy on the opposite side. So. Like you said, it, it can all help you in a, a long run or it can like hurt you in the end. Yeah. Now let's talk about the importance of not losing sight and appreciation of the journey. We kind of talked about that in the beginning portion of the episode, but I think it's really important for us to kind of dive deeper into that. I, I know for me, I, I would say a big change that I really started to undergo was just appreciating. Like even these times where it's humble, you know, I'm still trying to get there and chase the journey, chase the dream and trying to get to that point of financial. Like to me, I'm kind of learning to appreciate it because these are the times where you look back and it's like, man, I remember when I was still thinking about it. I remember when this was all a dream, but then when you make it down the line, it's like, man, shit, I made it now, but it's all because of the work that you're putting in, you know, during these times, during these days where it's tough, where you're tired, you get home after a long day, you coach, and then you're still trying to work on content, trying to work on this, trying to work on that, look up fragrances. It's like, all this is fun to me because it's, it's gearing me up for something better. So what, what what do you think or what do you say about kind of being able to lose and keep, keep perspective while you're building? Um, Like you said, it's just not, not, for me it's not looking too far ahead and mm-hmm. it's not being down on myself at the time because you if you have a vision of where you want to be and then you have a business or you have something that's been maybe two or three years or four years say failure it could be a it could be real easy for you can just kind of jump off by man this has been four years i can't do it but the person it could be that fifth year that you you could have went one more year and that could have been that gold mine for you to take off and then you could and then you could have said all those four years are worth it for that one extra year, or you could take off that fourth year and then just quit. But it's like, you just never know because you just know what, never know what people gravitate to. So you have to do it. Like uh, Steve Harvey said, uh, quote, he says, you got put everybody on, on this earth to do something good. He was like, I have a barber that makes, I think he said like, I don't know how much, I think 12 to 15, uh, 15 to $20,000 a month. Mm-hmm. off of just cutting hair he was like that's his calling he was like but you look at the a typical a, a barber you might say they might they, they might not make too much so you just have to whatever you love do it because you love it and then if that's your passion that you will make you just got to go through that process every day and there's going to be days when it's hard especially if you're a business owner you have to work more hours than you do working in corporate america so it's harder than working a nine to five because it's already some people are comfortable with working corporate because they know they're getting every two weeks they come home they know they're getting this but a business owner can be making two thousand dollars a month and barely making ends meet and then he's trying to make something but then he can flip it in two or three years and he could be making the 40 50 60 thousand dollars a month so it's just that process of always talking to yourself and telling yourself you can do it every step of the way yeah, it's that and i think more importantly is it's understanding like 
most people I feel like they 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 have this fear of failure that keeps them from even trying, right? Like for me now, I'm trying a whole lot of different things. The reason being is because I, I was once a person who let the fear of failure stop me and I'm like, never again, right? And so because of that, even if I try something and it doesn't work, I can at least live better with myself knowing, hey, I tried and it didn't work. Okay, why didn't it work? Let me try to figure out why it didn't work and then I can be better for the next thing I embark on, right? You talk about most of the top entrepreneurs, they've tried and failed more times than more people put together combined will, you know what I'm saying? So it's, it's just, I think people are afraid to put their neck out there because they don't want to have to deal with the possible reality of it not working. For me, it's like, at least shoot for the stars. And if you land on the moon, if you shoot for the galaxy and you land on the moon, I mean, hey, that's further than most people will go. Most people won't even take the leap of faith to jump. So that's the way I, I look at it or how I've learned to look at things. Yeah, you just can't be, you can't be afraid. And I tell so many people that, man, you would never know if you just don't jump. Facts. You can't live without not knowing. Yep, facts. All right, so we've been able to tackle everything. I mean, dang went pretty quickly but the point what's the point of all this though i guess that's the that's the last question what's the point of all this from what we talked about evolution um somebody might need to just hear some growth and evolution talking just kind of explaining if they they might be at that wall that they might be at that wall of giving up and this episode might could be an episode that can just tell somebody you know what maybe this is time for me to keep going and for me, it's always, I'm always telling people, keep going, never stop, never stop until you have no breath in your body again. That's when you stop mm. and just never, ever continue to stop. So for me, I think this was just a motivational conversation to tell people, keep going, don't stop. And even for me, this is therapeutic, even since I've started. Um, so I always look at it like that and I'm going into my week and these are very, these are good for me to go into the new week, go into the work week, work, uh, workout week with some good positive uh, motivation. So. Yeah, that's a fact. I mean, for me, I think it's just a matter of keep perspective on the journey. And as long as you're and run your race, as long as you're progressing, as long as you're moving forward and you're doing what you need to do, you're doing what makes you happy, you don't motivate you, then you're doing right. You know, and stop looking at where other people are. The fact is everybody runs their own race and it's a marathon, not a sprint. And as long as you finish yours, there's no, I mean, you know, everybody's philosophy is different. I, I say run your own race and finish. As long as you finish it, as long as you're a better version of yourself than every single day, then you're always going to be making improvements. That's my thing. Yeah, 100%. All right. Well, that'll do it for this week's episode, y'all. Um, Again, great conversation. Closing in on 100 episodes. And then from Ooh. there... I'll put it out for the stop for the season two and we'll keep on bringing the content for y'all. But like I said, always be able to tap in with us on social media. You can follow me on Instagram at ob.mike56. You know, hit me with all your podcast episode suggestions, what you like, what you don't like, what you want to see us talk about and we'll bring it to y'all. What you got for them? Uh, yeah, just follow me on um, London underscore Ogletree. Like Obi said, I, I appreciate y'all a lot for uh, for supporting us for sure. Most definitely. You can catch this episode on all your listening platforms as well as Anchor, YouTube, Spotify. And we'll catch y'all next week. Much love. We out. Feet on the ground with a prove you wrong mindset. I'd rather go out on my sword to have my mind tap. The ones with eyes can never see, I make the blind clap. I'm bringing back that type of sound that wants to find rap. Divine rap, homie.